Welcome, dear listener, to the Spooky Songs Podcast. Your home to all manner of beats that go bump in the night. <laughs> Join us as we scare up the stories behind some of the spookiest songs ever recorded. And now, here are your hosts, Levi Bushu and Edgar Dieterman. Welcome to the Spooky Songs Podcast, home to all the beats that go bump in the night. We are your hosts, Edgar Dieterman and Levi Bushu, and we are here to discuss songs that play into themes about horror and hauntings, murder and the macabre, and the kind of music you would hear coming from a haunted music box. We will keep you supplied with tunes to keep your playlist stocked with haunting hits all year long. It's only been a week since Halloween, and like us, you're probably still feeling a bit of that Halloween hangover. This is why we've chosen two songs meant to help you relax and get your strength back after maybe going a bit too hard. Because if we had to do another monster-sized episode, we would probably die. I know I would. That's a lot of editing. Uh, <laughs> this episode's themes all about the kind of lullabies that only the creepiest of creepers would find calming. So, our target audience? Exactly our target audience. Why don't you tell us what you've chosen as the first of our dark lullabies? My choice is In All My Dreams I Drown from The Devil's Carnival, the lesser-known film by Terrence Zedonich and Darren Lynn Bousman, the team behind the amazing Repo, the genetic opera. This song is one part sea shanty, one part lullaby, but all horror. As a ship is tossed by a storm at sea, a girl describes her premonitions about the ship sinking as the captain tries to lull her to sleep. Try not to sink into slumber along with them. Oh man, I just realized some people might be driving during this episode about lullabies. The ship is swayed, heave ho, heave ho, on the dark and stormy blue. And I held tight to the captain's might as he pulled up his troops. You haven't slept, heave ho, he said. In many suns and moons Oh, I will sleep when we reach shore And pray we get there soon He said, now hush, love, here's your gown There's the bed, lantern's down But I don't want to go to sleep In all my dreams I drown The captain howled, heave ho, heave ho And tied me up with sheets A storm is brewing in the south it's time you go to sleep. His birth, it rocks, heave ho, heave ho. The ocean gnashed and moaned. Like Jonah will be swallowed whole and spat back teeth and bones. He said, now hush, love, here's your gown. There's the bed, lantern's down. But I don't want to go to sleep. In all my dreams I drown. Captain, Captain. Okay, I absolutely love Terrence Zid... Whatever it is. Zidunich. His, uh, his deep voice just makes me feel all rumbly-bumbly in my tumbly. <laughs> I like this song a lot. It, it really hits those notes in my head of a badass musical where you want to see what happens next. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of The Devil's Carnival. Like, it's okay, but it's got some really good music. I mean... 
this is the best of two amazing duets that are in it. And I know we both love a good horror. Do do it, duet, <laughs> do it, do it. Yeah, just do it. Yeah, we closed with a horror duet on the last show, and we opened with one here. So it's not like we're running out of ideas or anything. Oh, don't worry. I can always come up with more ska horror. Oh God. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What What are you bringing to put us to sleep, Levi? Yeah, I'm coming in with the absolute opposite of ska. We're going to do a bluegrass song. So (laughs) I first heard this song on Prairie Home Companion. And aside from the deep, smooth voice of Garrison Keillor, this is a song that gave me the chills. Uh, My choice for the best dark lullaby is Shank Hill Butchers by Sarah Jarose. I love the slow, haunting tune that serves as a warning to children that if they don't behave, the Shank Hill Butchers will come and get them. Let's give it a listen and hope we don't all have terrible nightmares. They used to be just like me and you. They used to be sweet little boys, but something went horribly Okay, yeah, I absolutely love lullabies like this that have just those little sinister undertones, like how Rockabye Baby is just an absolutely chilling song if, when you really listen to it. Shankill but- Butchers does the exact same thing. That, and I am a sucker when it comes to a female singer who has a deeper voice, and it really matches what I think is a mandolin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, altos are like very underappreciated music, and... Sarah Jarose is just a mandolin virtuoso. And what's even more incredible, she recorded this song when she was still in high school. Like if I even had remotely this much soul in high school, I would have had a hell of a lot more success with the ladies. Yeah, so I said the word mandolin because it seemed right in my head. And it just kind of proves I know some stuff because I was right. So like, go me. Nailed it. Guitar with a big old badonkadonk. That's what it is. <laughs> it is. <clears throat> and also, Prairie Home Companion. Are you sure you weren't a hit with the ladies in high school? Yeah, no one really wanted to hear me uh, regale them with tales of Lake Wobegon. And uh, now that I say it, that's kind of how this show got started. No one wanted to hear me talk about the genius of Shev Woolley and the Purple People Eater. Wee-oo, wee-oo, wee-oo. Boy, do we have something special this episode. Yeah, we're doing things a little differently on this new release alert. We both really got into the new album by Nicholas Burgess, All Night Midnight Monster Party. So we're going to share two of our favorite songs from that album. But before we do that, we got an opportunity to talk to the man himself about the making of the album. Here is our interview with Nicholas Burgess. 
Okay, we are joined by Nicholas Burgess here to talk about his album, All Night Midnight Monster Party, which is going to be our new release alert for the week. Nice. How's it going, Nicholas? Hi. Uh, It's going okay. It's going okay. I feel like we could have picked any one of a couple of his albums that I've been looking at because they all kind of have a nice weird awesome sound <laughs> to them like <laughs> oh well thank you this is the yeah, most this is the spookiest like one for one. sure oh yeah yeah that's a little i guess for as christmas music goes it's a little spooky i i just pointed it out we were discussing it and i was like just a couple of your song titles on the christmas one i was like i'm definitely oh. gonna give this more of a listen to it oh yeah and it has later. that has that skull on the cover yeah i guess <laughs> So this one here is kind of like, uh, it kind of feels like a modern version of like Rankin and Bass's Midnight Monster Party. It's got that yeah, kind of cool, yeah. fun feel. Uh, yeah, I was kind of going for that um, a little bit. And a little backstory on the album is that I didn't quite know exactly what I wanted to do. I knew I wanted to do something spooky. And then I wrote a ton of demos. And then when we pared down which demos to use, that feel kind of uh, arose from from that so you know then it became a process of well it looks like this is gonna could be kind of like a a halloween special or like one of those old Mm read-along storybooks that you'd have like the (laughs) the tape or the uh and so then we really um went in that direction after the songs were were chosen yeah it's kind of like you got this whole collection of monster songs how, how are we going to get them together, right? Yeah, yeah. Because there were some non-monster songs that were in contention, uh, like that were more like about. Um, I mean, there were a lot of monster songs, but there are ones that were like um, more about like Halloween, or this one's about dressing up, or, or whatever. And then when it got pared down to, well, it's pretty much just going to be monster songs. How can we tie those together? I really like your album art for it too. Just the way, oh, like the you. whole like creeping up and like all the weird <laughs> like pic- pictures around it and such. Like that really knows what you're diving into here for sure. Yeah, thanks. I did that. I did all the art for it um, myself, and oh, I wanted. I mean, I wanted to you to be able to look at it and kind of have an idea of what the album was. But I also went with that yellow. Uh, the the inspiration for that was the poster of The Shining, you know that like yellow oh, and black. Yeah. But also because I thought it was it was kind of creepy, but it wasn't like hit you over the head like Halloween at Target or something. You know, it's not like the just <laughs> it's not like just orange with pumpkins. It's it's that bright yellow everything. Yeah. So in All Night Midnight Monster Party, it's just like it feels like a cool theme song from like a children's show, you know, like we're going to like go to the all night midnight monster party. We're going to like, you know, do a hip hop dance with Dracula or something. So that kind of tied the whole album together, but this album also has a really cool flow to it. So like, you've got all that narration Uh that kind of feels like tales from the crypt kind of bringing you in. Like, yeah, Yeah. when we move on to grave plot and we have that kind of cool, like, walking through the mud baseline like mm, what yeah. was what was the thought process behind making that um one? the behind grave plot well the uh to first with the narration uh when some of that was because i knew i wanted to have it be more theatrical and some of it was because i knew like grave plot was one of the songs i really wanted to have early on the album because i thought people would like it but i got this to be like if there's any kind of narrative or or theme 
how is this going to be so early? And then, um, you know, we added that little narration bit just to to link them together. So it's I don't it's not a cheat, but it's a um, a useful <laughs> like, device, okay. I guess. Yeah, we just told you you're going to a monster party, but there's no monsters in this one. So here's yeah, what's yeah. going this, on. Yeah. We're at the yeah the first track is kind of like you're at this monster party, but before this happened, this is how it started, and uh, the grave plot that sound. Uh, was just like messing around I think a couple of years ago when that one started messing around with with different loops on the computer and like taking music I'd written and making it I don't remember what I did exactly but you know making it uh, faster slower and reversing it and uh, anyway I like that one and a long time I didn't know exactly where to go with the song you know like that main that main uh, loop sound and eventually we kind of put together well it's going to go here and then it's going to go to this section and you're just going to keep building on it uh so we can keep having that driving sound the whole way through i love hearing about having like an idea for how it's going and stuff because when you're just listening to it as like an outside observer it's like oh this is just a cool song right into another cool song and then being able to <laughs> well, hear the artist himself be like, well, I, I had some plan and blah, blah, blah. It's like, that's that's rad. Well, I'm glad it just <laughs> sounds like a cool song going into a cool song because there was, yeah, there was a lot of thought put into how can we make this sound like a cool song going into another <laughs> one. One thing I think about a lot is the order of tracks and, you know, which tracks go on the album because if you're on, if you're an artist on anything like Bandcamp or Spotify or anything, you see how people start listening at track one and how many fall off track by track as they go, uh, and you and it really drives me to think, I I've got to have people listen to as many as much of this as I can. So <laughs> how can we keep getting that's, them coming back? That's funny because I'm usually a jump around kind of listener. Like I look at like the kind oh, of yeah. the titles that interest me and hop around. <laughs> I mean, me but too. This like album yeah. does lend itself well to that. Yeah, yeah. I, I usually when I get narrative. When I get into an album, I'll have a few tracks I like best, and I'll listen to those a million times, and then I'll start branching out, and then eventually I'll like the whole thing. But for this, I knew if people were going to start on the first or second track, because that's what I was linking, or that's what they found, I just wanted to make it as easy as possible to keep listening. <laughs> to make you like want to keep digging a little bit deeper, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and not have it go on too long. I could have dumped you know 30 tracks on this thing, but... <laughs> I wanted I wanted people to get to the end, and then it was somewhat satisfying. Well, and honestly, outside of the music, even just reading some of the titles you chose for the tracks <laughs> make me want to go like, "Oh, let me see what this song is about." Like, I saw Dracula kicking a guy unconscious in an alley. <laughs> I'm like, "What?" You, I'll, I'm going to listen to that just to find out what it sounds like. What is this about? It's such a funny title name. Yeah, part of that was that when I was writing the songs. I wanted to have a lot of songs to pick from, so I kept thinking, okay, well, what's another monster I could do? You know, have I done the Phantom of the Opera? <laughs> have I done the creature from the Black Lagoon? And so maybe the working title was just, let's say, just Dracula or just something like that. But uh, I knew I didn't want that to be just the title. I wanted to have something more unique. So um, <laughs> yeah, I'd go back and, like make love to Frankenstein. To I'm sorry, Bride of Frankenstein. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was kind of an accident. I just had those two, but they do tell kind of a funny story in the titles. Which is one of the questions I wanted to ask you, because with Make Love to Frankenstein, I listened to it a couple of times. And is is it about making Frankenstein into a sex toy? <laughs> well, <laughs> I kind of get it, that vibe from it. 
It could be. I I don't want to say exactly what any particular song is about because really it's about whatever people want them to be. But the um, main feeling I was trying to go for with the song is that if somebody has uh, just on the vaguest, not vague, but on the broadest level here, if someone has something that they really want in life, it's saying, you know, just go for it. If this is who you want to be, you know, this is who you should be. And there's a bit of a tension between um, you know, just being accepting of who this person is and saying it's okay, just do what you want. And also maybe a little bit of jealousy or whatever saying, you know, well, if you want to be that guy. Um, and uh, the Frankenstein thing is almost, uh, almost just, it could be anything. But I kind of thought the sound of the song fit Frankenstein, the plodding, slow... <laughs> monster sound okay with well, hold yeah, on with so, that i'm just said, okay yeah with about how whatever you can think of <laughs> the fact that levi's question was is this about making frankenstein into a sex toy makes it even funnier <laughs> that is well it could i mean it, it you could do that if you were uh you know if you were dr frankenstein oh, it could be about dr frankenstein it, you know it, <laughs> yeah it very well could be yeah <laughs> Okay, so do you like because you have another band that does shows? So like, do you kind of mix in some of your like own stuff, or how, how do you perform, or um, just all online? Right. Well, right now I'm just uh, have been doing recording. Like since the pandemic, I've been just uh, doing recording and releasing things. But when I was Hex Map and we. we uh, we didn't do any of my solo stuff. And I was also had a band that was playing my, my solo Nicholas Burgess career type stuff. Um, we didn't play that much. Stick to my stuff. So there wasn't really any cross uh, pollination with the set lists, but uh, my bandmate from hex map, Mike uh, also plays on this album. So, you know, we do trade off and, and do different things, but um we didn't mix up the set lists. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. So, okay. So we're going to let you go and say, thank you so much for coming on the show. We really appreciate you having here, talking to us about it. And to, oh, uh, to kind you of you off, we're going to play a couple more songs. Yeah. So I think we're going to play all night, midnight monster party. And we're going to play Gl grave plot for the people. Oh. Let them get a listen. Good. Uh, thank you very much for having me on. And uh, it, the album is, I think it's everywhere where you can get music right now. So if people want to hear more, yeah, we've seen it on Spotify. We've been listening to it on Bandcamp. It's been, mm -hmm. it's getting around. Oh yeah. And if, but if you, if you want to just listen to it, people can go anywhere. But if you want to get like a copy on cassette or CD, Ooh, cassette. those are only on Bandcamp uh, on uh, Nicholas, excuse me. I can't say my <laughs> Nicholas Burgess dot Bandcamp dot com. I do have some cassettes left. Uh, that's a very, if you want to make it feel more like one of those old, actually those old storybook cassettes, I based the look of the cassette itself on the old Disney storybook cassettes with the little colored tape and sticker and everything. So, so we Man, have those a little bit of tape hiss on those songs would really add something. I think that's actually a really good idea. Yeah. I used to sell, um, lately, but I used to have these really cheap walk, not, not Walkman, but like portable tape players by whatever brand that I would throw in a bundle of people. If people didn't have one and they wanted to buy a tape, they were the cheapest things. It wasn't just some tape hiss. They would, it was mostly hiss <laughs> if you listened on that thing. 
but that was that's fun. kind of a whole part of like the whole vinyl revolution and cassette revolution. Like you want a little bit of that when you're listening to that medium. Yeah, it's fun. And I like when people buy them and then send me a picture that saying, you know, oh, I bought a tape player for this. So it's cool. Awesome. So aside from Bandcamp, are there any other good places to kind of check out your music or like check um, out information about you? I just have a website, nicholasburgess.com. I link out to everything else there. I mean, you can just go on whatever Spotify or places like that and look it up. Um, I would like to like point Nicholas out Ferguson everywhere. We'll find him. Yeah. Oh, real quick. He did not point out that he has some real cool merch on the band cam. Like the fact oh. that he has a cool looking sticker and even like a funny little oh, yeah. puppet as we part of a... like some of the combos. That looks rad. Yeah. I always do some little like deluxe bundles and this one has a glow in the dark sticker. It's a, it's actually a really cool sticker. Like the glow effect is really strong. And um, one of those little finger puppets that you like of the you know what i mean like the monster like that. Yeah, for like 30 tickets like back in the day i love it and like yeah <laughs> with like the uh the little like wiggly monster finger puppet and i and those that bundle also has um a little like cd size piece of original art um uh, and i drew a bunch of different pictures and there's still some left if anybody wants one awesome Awesome. Yeah. Well, I am a master of the Midwest. Goodbye. <laughs> I say bye <laughs> and right. I keep talking. So thank you again so much for coming on. It was so oh. great having you. Yeah. Thank, thank you. you. You too. All right. The monsters are restless. The vampires thirst for fresh blood. Some new friends to enjoy our hospitality, our carnality, and their own mortality. Here's your invitation to the party of the year. With all the monsters that you love and all the ones you fear. And you'll hear some screaming and you'll see some things tonight. And you'll think of leaving and you might just get a fright. But you can't hide. Okay, that was All Night Midnight Monster Party, which leads right into our second pick, The Sinister Squelches of Grave Plot. I'm digging myself down deeper. I'm digging my grave plot. Oh. I'm digging myself down deeper. I'm taking my great plot
Thanks for listening, geeks and ghouls. This concludes our episode of the Spooky Songs Podcast. If you would like to reach out to us with questions, comments, or requests, feel free to send them to SpookySongsPodcast at gmail.com. You can also keep up with us on Instagram at Spooky Songs Podcast, where we post a new spooky song every single day. We will also post hints to the next episode's theme and talk about new release alerts there as well. If you like what you heard, please give us a review and follow us on the podcast service of your choice. And if you have friends that you think will enjoy this podcast, let them know about us. Word of mouth is without a doubt the best way to help this podcast grow and build a community of people that love spooky songs. If you want to hear a version of the podcast with songs played in their entirety, listen to us on Spotify. Their music and talk format allows us to play any songs we feature without any edits. Finally, thank you for listening. We hope you come back for new episodes on the first and third Monday of each month.